Welcome, welcome to another bleeding episode of The Greatest Show on most of the internet, this one. Thanks to all of you who slipped a little something between me and my hairy mango last week. You heard my cries for help. You gave me comfort in my time of need. Now take me in your hairy arms, you magnificent bastards, and kiss me. That's right, I'll put out for a little cabbage. At least I'm honest about it. I think a certain tropical fruit that shall remain nameless is sated for at least a few minutes. Step silently as he sleeps one off in the corner. Today's show is brought to you by Good Magazine. That's G-U-D for Greatest Uncommon Denominator. Greatest Uncommon Denominator is an award-winning magazine publishing literary and genre fiction, poetry, art, and more, both print and PDF. That's what they say. This is what I say. Good Magazine is a high-quality magazine, thick as a book, and packed with lava-spewing writing, which will make you wonder why you ever read anything else. I don't take ad money from anything I don't support. I've read Good Magazine, and it rocks. Click the link in the show notes or the pretty picture to the right on the homepage, gudmagazine.com. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, man, computers suck, and how, sister, but what are you doing about it? Because it looks like diddly. If only you were more like your brother Bill. He's come up with something, finally. A computer for everyone else. Toot those sweaty horns, bitches! Finally, A Computer for Everyone Else by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Sure, computers were nifty, but they all did the same things. Once they got the productivity software in there, it was like music and games, and the only advances in the personal computer world in the last 15 years were tweaks and more speed and more memory, and who gave a shit anymore? How excited could you get about email and movies? After his three billionth game of solitaire and thousandth spreadsheet, Bill freaked out and smashed everything in his house with his computer. Finding a new use for the old shitbox brought him a sense of elation he hadn't felt since he'd studied under guru Sugarcube Williams and slept with the guy's wife. Bill wanted to design a computer that was good for something else, filled with apps killer that would breathe new life into the techno-undead who thought they were cutting edge when they downloaded feature films and a few heartbeats. It took him years, but it didn't matter. The rest of the industry still raced toward nowhere on the same track. Bill unveiled the billywag. The billywag made pie. That's right, goddammit, I said pie. Apple or lemon meringue or dozens of others. Say, Charlie, that's some great pie. Thanks, I made it on the computer this morning before I came to work. The billywag helped your kid assemble his science projects and told telemarketers to go fuck themselves before they even dialed your number. These were things people wanted. Things that people needed with all that bullshit thrown out. To hell with presentation software. The billywag slapped public speakers with barbed gloves and rubbing alcohol until they got to the point. Suddenly, three-day business retreats were condensed to minutes over the phone. Its operating system removed stains from damn near anything. In 2048, a billywag watched the Olympics so that the rest of us didn't have to. And later on, when you saw it on the street, it was kind enough not to bring up what it had seen. It was versatile enough to mass-produce gum wrappers or make extremely loud and convincing farting noises when politicians were trying to avoid the issues. Entertainment software? Hadn't we all heard enough music? We had it in our pillows when we slept and in our showerheads and our diaphragms. You want real entertainment? The billywag trapped small woodland creatures and forced them to perform in macabre circuses for our pleasure. It sent smoke signals. It massaged our egos and worked for real social change by publishing the names and addresses of people who shit all over the walls in public bathrooms. This story doesn't have an ending. Bill just wanted you to remember the billywag ten minutes from now, once you've left here and sunk back into the shallow world your computer works hard to deliver. Revel in your limitations, mundanes! Well, okay, I guess it did have an ending, but it wasn't a good one. Well, maybe this is the ending. Hold on. Uh, The ending's coming up as soon as you reach this word here. 
If this story stimulated your billywag, you can stare it and more stories down at my blogulus of roads, the 1000.blogspot.com, or watch your family get fat right here at bewarethehairymango.com. Penetrate my senses on the comments for this post, or p-mail me from the restrooms at Matthew at bewarethehairymango.com. Hang on my every escaping verb and vowel and subscribe by clicking the orange square dance on the right, or iTune me in and review me like a son of a bitch. Tweet your devotion to this show all over that backlit aviary you call a social life until Ashton Kutcher begs to be my pal. The mango has awakened. Hundreds of you still have no idea of the sexual thrill which starts in your mouse finger, stop fingering that poor thing, and rolls all the way up to your elbow whenever you give me money by way of the donate button. You wouldn't want to be a Mr. Bungle. This podcast crashes upon the beach in the platinum moonlight of a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 United States License. This is Matthew Sanborn-Smith saying I too am like a box of chocolates. You'll find lots of squishy brown lumps inside us both. Good night. Until Ashton Kutcher begs me to be my pal. No, fuck that up. <laughs>